The party lights are on. Got the party lights going. <laughs> Little, I mean, it's still, you know, for fuck's sake. Six o'clock, almost six o'clock in the evening. It's daylight. And still like full daylight outside. Jesus, winter was long. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think it broke us, actually. I think this winter actually broke us. <laughs> it did. Like, well, because we were like... Broken. We were we were in it almost the entire time. <laughs> I don't, we were in yeah. winter, trying to survive winter in winter. Yeah, yeah. Let's not do that again. <laughs> I'm over it. Yeah, I'm over it. So springtime, and it was like yesterday. I think was the first day of spring. I think yesterday was the first official day of spring. Yeah, and uh, so today is the. Second official day of spring. And let me tell you, tomorrow will the be the third, third official day of spring. Yeah. And I'm going to keep going that way because I live. I live. <laughs> that was like love put together. I love spring. Yeah, I do too. Like, I like. I don't love summer. I love spring. You're such a, like a Goldilocks. I totally am. I totally am. <laughs> but I, I love spring. Because uh, winter is ending and everything just is like, oh, my God, I can be outside in shorts. Yeah. I can be in my flip-flops, you know, everything. I can have windows open. Don't have to have the heater blasting all the time. That's what I mean. Like there's this like a significant shift that happens. Yeah. And then when you go from spring to summer. Well, then it just kind of like starts gradually heating up. And then all of a sudden it's just a hundred fucking degrees outside yeah, yeah, and it's way too hot and I can't sleep because I'm sweating in my sheets. Well, that's because too, um, the house we lived in in Spokane, the 10 years, eight years we were in that house. I can't remember. Yeah, Almost nine years. Yeah. Um, we just had like room air conditioners Yeah, and we, you and I lived downstairs. Yeah. And so that room stayed cooler. Yeah. But we didn't have like central air um, keeping the house cool. So no. we were a little bit of a, we had this little orchestra going as to when they keeping went on and cool, when the windows right. got shut and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. but we did make sure to buy brand new Anderson amazing windows, like dream windows. Very stupidly expensive windows. Right. But <laughs> whoever's living there now is, is enjoying them both winter and summer because. We were always working on the drafts and the <laughs> fogging up right. of the windows and and the icing of the what windows. What the hell is and, wrong with us? I Can know. I start drinking yet? Oh yeah, let's drink. What are we drinking? Um, gin and tonic. Gin and tonic. Do we need a little button for that? <laughs> I was thinking about. That I think the other this night. is exactly the same conversation that happened last. <laughs> I know, probably gin no, but it's not. It's a little different gin and tonic than what we had before. We've this had is. it on the show before, though. Yeah. This is a uh, Warrior Gin, uh, which Warrior is no longer in existence. Um, and this is, so this is a, we, sh- we probably, well, I was going to say, we should have saved this. It's a collectible. And then I'm like. Who eh. collects gin <laughs> and not drink it? Right. <laughs> um, so uh, this is a bourbon barrel aged gin. So okay. and so we just made a gin and tonic well, with a bourbon barrel aged gin, and it just gives it a little a little something. Yeah. Well, I'd like to cheers. Baby. Wait, well, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Can I cheers you so I can? Drink yeah, it? but I'm gonna cheers in a certain way. Oh. Um, I want to cheers 
Arnold and Shelly, John, who we went and had dinner with um, this week. Oh, right. Because, or last Friday or Thursday or whatever. I'm losing track of time. Anyway. <laughs> One day. Um, because, One day we had dinner. <laughs> because we brought the gin. Yeah. And um, uh, I think Shelly fell in love with our little gin and gin tonic. tonic. Yeah, it was a it was a. They new... had never had a gin and tonic before. Well, I don't know if never or just no. Not I really. asked Arnold, and he was like, "I've never had a gin and tonic before." And I'm like, "How have you never had a gin and tonic?" <laughs> I bet they're having them now. Uh, they loved them. Yeah, or we're just going to get invited over a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you bring some gin over? That will be the invitation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so... maybe some tonic, and some lime. We have ice. <laughs> <laughs> we we showed up though with our uh, lime juice in a bottle because that's what fits in our rig instead of oh, yeah. like our Costco bag of limes that we always. Oh, bought. that seems like a lifetime ago. I know, right? But um, so we showed up with that, and I'm like, oh, we need to go back and make them a gin and tonic with real limes, with squeezed limes, <laughs> with with Costco limes. Yeah, and then we'll we'll need to come over every time, you guys, because or oh, a lot because. We have a lot of variations on the gin and tonic. We we'll do. have to um, try. We'll have to go through but all the But we can only do one every time we visit you, so you'll just have to invite us over a lot. <laughs> Are we to the goddamn cheering yet so okay. I can drink? Okay, cheers. Cheers, clink, with our plastic, <laughs> plastic cups. cups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. I do like that little something extra. Yeah. It just kind of gives it a like a bottom end on it that uh, the gin doesn't normally have, I think. So. Yeah, it's actually a little woodsy. I don't know woodsy. what the fuck that means. I just... it, feel, it tastes a little woodsy. Yeah. Speaking of wood, okay, no, wait. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, not in that Ain't way. Ain't that kind of podcast, baby. Since <laughs> when? Um, we no, I was we out... don't talk about our intimates. <laughs> <laughs> I was outside with Asher because um, I had him uh, yesterday and today. And we went on so many adventures. And um, so I brought... A bag of uh, kettle chips outside, and oh. we were both eating those. And so I had a few kind of sitting in my lap, and I'm just eating away and um, reading something on my phone while he's playing Spider Man. And all of a sudden, I bit down. I'm like, "That is not a chip." <laughs> and I pulled it out of my mouth, and it was bark from the tree. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, Asher, and he just looked at me and starts laughing. <laughs> And I'm like, this doesn't taste good. <laughs> so anyway, right on. That was your road story. You got to no, it's not my road story. But he he really likes peeing on trees, so he kept asking. We, if yeah, he, you you taught him how to pee on a tree. I did, and yeah. now that's all he wants to do when he comes over here is pee, pee on, on trees. trees. And this which morning, is what he should be doing out in the woods. Well, this morning we, or no, maybe it's, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, it was this morning. He was peeing on a tree. And oh my gosh, that morning pee was long. And uh, he gets done and he goes, I watered the tree. <laughs> yeah. So he's pretty proud of his. And he stands there and he, you know, tries to like get it all. Oh, he does? Yes, he oh. does. <laughs> How, why am I not the one teaching him this stuff? Um, you were working and oh, I, was, I was out there. Work. <laughs> At least one of us is. Who needs it? Oh wait, I do. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So, yeah, so good time. Anyway, yeah. So I had uh, the last two days. I've been doing a lot of um, hiking behind Asher. Yeah. And today, I was Miles while he was Peter Parker. So every time I called him, this is him, from Spider Man fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So every time I called him, Asher, come here. He's, like, it's Peter. 
so I've been corrected multiple times. He was times fully today. in that yes, world. Yes, he was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he came on a weeknight, which we don't usually do, and uh, spent the night with us, and then spent all day today with us, mm-hmm. and then had a really hard time going home. He did not want to leave. No. But he, did you notice he, uh, he, he likes to sit in the whole truck to like he's driving it, <laughs> and uh, so he kept asking to go in there. Well, he moved your Hulk. Off on the dash, oh. and I, I've got to fix it now. Boy, he ain't allowed here anymore, yeah. ever. Well, did you hear him while you were on calls? He beeped the horn. I did hear that. <laughs> and I was reminded at how pathetic our horn is, our horn is on this truck. <laughs> but in that it belongs moment, in like a Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah. But in that moment, though, I was really glad it was weak because it was <laughs> right here. Rather than the train horn right. that it should be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. so, yeah, it is pretty pathetic. Pretty pathetic, so. Yeah, um, I still am like pretty stuffy. So you're hearing that me I'm all nasally, you know. So I should probably never do that again. Um, <laughs> Let's yeah, not. There won't be any wood if I keep doing that. So. Oh my god. No, outside with the trees. How, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. You know that. I <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm still just you know I'm feeling much better, but uh, it's I was I was telling. My buddy Nate, that I feel no, I wasn't telling him. This was somebody else I was telling. Anyway, that I feel like I'm on this cycle of like two weeks sick, four weeks off, feeling okay. Two weeks sick, four weeks feeling. It's about, I said it's about four weeks off, but it's about the same timing as Asher. Yeah, yeah and it's because of Asher's dang daycare. So all them kids spreading them Germans around. So Germans. That's what I used to say, you know. You probably shouldn't do that. I don't think that you you, you shouldn't think, say. I the think things white you people talking about white people is okay. So I, I still don't think you should say the things that you did when you were a kid. Yeah, but it was Germans, like for ah, no. spread those Germans. I don't think yeah. that's a bad thing. I just think you should stop. Well, eh, it's no. I think it's okay. <laughs> oh You're as stubborn as Asher is. <laughs> right. Well, anybody can weigh in on that. So I have learned that there are things that I certainly cannot talk about anymore. But I don't, I'm not ready to let go of that one from my childhood yet. So we'll see. We'll I've see. never heard you say it before. So I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be hard to let go of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've just never noticed, I think, is the thing. So, um, so yeah, we're, <laughs> I'm just going to move sure. on so that sure. I win that argument. <laughs> that means I won. Speaking I got the last wood. word. Um, <laughs> yeah, or lack thereof. Uh, so we're, uh, um, it is wonderful to have this switch in seasons. Like, like coming back to that for a moment, like the whole thing of spring, because we did not realize how like confined we felt in here. Yeah. Like spending all winter in either the trailer or the, you know, then the, the truck for the, you know, another, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's been a probably a couple months that we've been in the truck now. Um, yeah, it has been a couple months now. Um, Jesus, it's been almost three months. A being Oof. in what? In the truck, out of the trailer. Um, we moved into the truck on February f- Oh, 1st. so it's only, it's only yeah. been a little over a month. We mo- well, <laughs> actually, it was the day before that because we moved into it the day before my mom had her stroke. Okay. Well, that's timing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, a lot of winter time in there. And then just feeling like, and, and so when we get outside, I'm like, you were, we, you were saying this specifically because you spent 
most of the day outside with Asher hiking and all that kind of stuff. Um, just how like you could just breathe again. Like yeah. it just it's being mm-hmm. outside is amazing. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm not two feet from you all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I'm a lot. I take up a lot of space. You you take. Up I'm not space, saying any kind of like horrible way. I'm just it's like it's not that. It's just in the winter. There's just because you can't just walk around the house. Right. You end up sitting all the time, and so um, I just feel like my body is just like curled up and right. Um, has kind of forgotten how to move a little bit. So being out there with Asher the last two days. And the yeah. weather's decent enough to be out there. I mean, it's not like I haven't had a chance to here. It's just every time I open the shade, there's snow coming down. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Um, but it just it just felt good to move and not to feel like you had, like, a box around you. Right. So I could make an analogy here about how living in this in the winter is like okay. church or Christianity. You know, leave you know religion, all that. Well, Being in a box. Okay, you're and, gonna have to finish it because no, I, no, I'm, I'm, like, I'm really just like. <laughs> I don't know where you were going with that analogy. I, I, the analogy of being in a box and being confined in small space and oh, and then you go outside and the weather's like, nice. And oh my like, gosh, there's a whole world breathe. out here I didn't know I'm so about. Free, I can... <laughs> yeah. No, that's actually not bad. That's actually not terrible. So good job. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, it, it's interesting. You and I have been talking lately about this last year that we've spent because uh, we, we just got a Facebook reminder of putting our house on the market. Oh, that was painful because that house turned out really nice when you were done with it. And then we just left. Yeah. Um, this is the thing I do. This is how we do things. Yeah. Um, somebody fix us. I don't think. Um, OK, just time out. You said this is how we do things. I don't know. This is how we do things. This is how I do things. Mm. I think if you had your druthers, if we're going to use a you know an old timey word, what does yeah, that mean? Like your way. Um, if I've you never had, heard that word before. Oh my god! Okay, you have to look it up. Okay, so if you had your druthers <laughs> about it, then uh, that would not be the way things are. Um, no, <laughs> so, we'd we'd pound out the remodel at the beginning, and then we would live. And then we would live in eight it. years of splendor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, let's live eight years of remodeling, <laughs> and then <gasps> we finish on the last day, and, and then I have finally like have a bathtub a week, to take a bath in. A week of yeah, splendor. that that last like <laughs> week of having the house completely finished before yeah. we sold it, before we went sailing. Every night I came home from work, and I had bath bombs and a bottle of wine waiting for me <laughs> because that's what I did. Was I went yeah. and took a bath because I've never done that in that house the whole right. time we lived there. Right. Mostly because the girls had that bathroom, and I, there was no way in hell I was taking no, a bath up there. Because teenage girls are gross. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, what yeah. we found out after years and years, nobody, nobody decided to tell us until one day my mom said, "That shower is not working really well," and um, it just yeah, we never out. showered in there. We yeah. never showered out there. So yeah, it literally just like dribbled out of there, and nobody said anything. So. And I was like, what the hell, guys? So I went and got a new shower head, and it worked great. And they're like, whoa. And I was like, that was $15. I could have done that years ago. If we had known. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, so, uh, okay, so I was going somewhere with that. Oh. Um, about not the finishing of the, house. the house. Oh, so we were talking just like the, uh, over this last year. And the the things... um. 
It's sort of like the Instagram post versus the reality. Oh, right. Um, but it was, we had these ideas of what it was going to be like to live on the road. And one of those was all this time out in nature, all this time yes. moving and yes. daily, like, We'd be walks outside or hikes constantly. Or, We'd, yeah. yeah. And what we found was, one, for me, I was trying to work on my business so much right. that... um I spent hours and hours just on my computer and not really leaving. Yeah. And uh, I think I got into a faulty mindset that if I'm not working on it, it's not going to work. Yeah. But I worked on it and it's not (laughs) working, not the way I wanted it to anyway. But um, anyway, complete tangent. Um, (laughs) Those are allowed here. (laughs) But I realized we stopped moving. Um, yeah. Once we lived on the road. In a weird, weird way. Right. Yeah. 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 I didn't, yeah. I, and, I, and I think part of that, too, is what we started off with this whole thing with, too. It was a long winter. And well, so. Well, we didn't start in winter. We started in the spring. I understand. I'm just saying, like, but if you think back to, excuse me, if you think back to, like, when, you know, after we sold our house, you know, at the end of April, um, so, yeah, we had, what, like five months or so, six months of of where we were actually traveling around a good bit. We mm-hmm. were, you know, yeah. over on the coast. We were, you know, that kind of thing. I think we were outside a good bit during those times. You, um, you probably more than me, honestly. That is probably true. That is probably yeah. true. And then it was like one. Well, and I didn't have a job. Yeah. I mean, the, the things I was doing is I was working on your podcasts and I was, you know, getting us set up in our next spot. And I was had little projects I was doing on the, right. you know, to make things fit better and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I probably was out a bit more. But then when winter hit, like for me specifically, like that was when I was I mean, I was inside and. That's when I started taking some classes. That's when I started getting serious about, you know, going back to work and getting a job and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and then it was just. worked on the, this truck, so. Then I worked on this truck and it was in. Bleh. Yeah. So. Um, How do you feel about this truck? Because you have dreamt about building your own rig for so long now. And how real do we want to get here? We're going to get real. Are we going um, to get real, real? Well, well, I'm not done asking the question. So okay. then you can decide. Okay. Um, because you have dreamt for so long, I know this is a different rig than what you had always been dreaming we would end up in. Yeah. But the builds are pretty similar. They're just different layouts and that sort yep. of thing. Yep. Um, so uh, you got to design the whole thing, you know. However you wanted, whatever, you know, I mean, we, I mean, we did a lot of it together, but structurally that was on you. Um, and then you get to work and we go from something that should take probably six months or longer to build. And we started mid November and finished right. Well, and moved in February 1st or January 31st. Yeah. So, um, you know, two and a half months. Yeah. Um, in one of the worst winters in Spokane. Yeah. Um, going back and forth between Coeur d'Alene and Spokane, and and it didn't, and it wasn't just that just that it felt like one of the worst winters. Like it, it genuinely was. was. Like, yeah. 
earliest snow we've had in a very long time. Um, a lot of snow below, back to back with cold that kept the snow below out. zero freezing temperatures. And we're mm-hmm. talking, of course, Fahrenheit here, not Celsius. Yeah. <laughs> um, like ridiculously cold temps, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So my, it was nuts. I, so my question, my question is this, how, what relationship do you have with this rig? Because, yeah. because we put the RPOD on the market and we, Agreed to a sale um, this last weekend. We did, yeah. And we, had we went come in, take a look at it, and he, we, yeah. Well, we went in and we started cleaning it. It was a very emotional experience yeah. for us because it's not just about us living in that for so long for the year. It was also when we bought it, we did so many trips in it yeah. that we really loved. So much time at Cannon Beach and all over the you know the West Coast. So. Yeah, because we've had it, what, five, six years, five years? I think so. Five, yeah. Yeah, 2017, I think we bought it, or 18. Um, And we, I mean, it was just a, it was our getaway. It was how we got lost. So so it was very emotional for us to clean that out and think about letting it go. And yet. Which I wasn't really expecting when I went over there. No, and it just sort of rocked us. And like we we both stood there and like cried a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And and um, but we we were kind of at a crossroad. We're like, why are we holding on to this? We don't really have this consistent place to keep it, and sure. we need to figure. We need to resolve this, you know. And um, the sale ended up falling through. Um, he called yeah. us uh, Sunday afternoon and said. Um, he had transmission go out or whatever. Whatever his reason yeah. was. It doesn't really. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter. The sale yeah. fell through. And we just kind of sat there and went, okay, universe, wh- what does this mean? Where are we? What's next? What are we doing? Yeah. Why did this? I mean, you can ask why it fell through. Because the guy didn't want it. That's why it fell through. Yeah. But, but ultimately, there was something, we felt there was something deeper to it. Sure. But be, and maybe it's the emotional attachment we had to it. Um. So, then I ask, I ask that question because of the experience we had this weekend with that one. Yeah. What is your relationship with this one? And you, you built it. Yeah. Uh, just to go back to that, just for a second, just a little side tangent. Uh, when the guy was leaving, um, because I had to like go get the the title for the bank and all that kind of stuff. He asked me. He was like, he was like, do you want me to give you some money to hold it? And I was like, no, I trust you. <laughs> I should have taken that fucking money. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, I still think you did the right thing. It's just... I know. I just was, I just now remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I wouldn't have been able to keep the money. I'm not that. I, I just can't do that kind of stuff. Anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. Say yes, half, please. Yes. <laughs> Put half down. And Put half down. Uh, it's fine now. So, um, anyway, so to the truck, um, God, that's why I'm, I'm, I, that's why I'm kind of like, how real do we want to get here? I I really want to know. Cause we've talked around it a little bit, but I've never asked you that question directly. Can I kind of, can I not go directly to it? And can I kind of talk around a little bit to your question to to paint the story here or paint it? Or it's my question for you to answer. I know. I'm just asking, like, are you wanting just a straight black and white answer or can I, can I get to an answer? I I don't care how you do it. It's as long a podcast as you want. So (laughs) 
When I was born. No, just kidding. (laughs) We've already gone there. (laughs) Right. Um, But, uh, you know, looking back on my life, I'm I'm making some realizations about myself um, that I I don't entirely know what to do with. And I'm having to um, I'm having to really look at some things and, and say, I probably need to spend some time in therapy with some of the stuff. We've talked a good bit about this and um, some of that, you know, my, you know, whatever it just is. Um, In that I am questioning a lot of things about how I respond to situations and how I um, move in and out of how I feel about things. Mm -hmm. Um, And excuse me. One of the things that you and I have always talked about is my ability to just shut down to something mm-hmm. and I'm just moved on and I'm just, I don't even think about it again. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, and yeah. And, and I would say to that in, sorry. in such a way that when we were talking about selling the R pod, I told you don't give it away. Like once you decided in your mind you're yeah. going to sell it, I was like, I, there's a process in this for me yeah. that I need to know that there was value back to us in it somehow. Right. right. But you, you do, you just kind of like, okay, I'm done. And whatever it takes to get through yeah. that. We'll just yeah. clean it out and we're done yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But then um, I proved when you cried at the end that yeah. that's not actually yeah. the case for you. <laughs> well, because I'm, I'm trying to be in touch with some different aspects yeah. of myself. Right. 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 So, um, so when you ask me a question like that, like, what do I feel about this truck now at this moment? Like I, I have some like pinballing that happens, um, where, um, God, my throat, hang on, excuse me. This is not me getting emotional. I promise. Not yet. Maybe I will. I don't know. Um, where I, I kind of have a tendency that once we start talking about something and get close to making a decision, then I just want to make a decision. And then mm-hmm. I, I shift my emotional connection to something in order to facilitate the decision that we've made. Mm-hmm. And what I am discovering about myself is how that has kind of led to a pattern of me just moving on from things Yeah, um, that, that maybe needed some more effort <laughs> and I'm, I am not talking about us right now. <laughs> we have, <laughs> we have talked about how our relationship has gone to some dark places and, and that sort of thing. That's not what I'm specific. I'm talking about jobs I've had. I'm talking about people that have been in my life. I'm talking about projects that I have taken on. I'm talking about, you know, uh, uh, entrepreneurial kinds of mm-hmm. adventures that, that I've thought about taking. I mean, I'm like a lot of these things, like a lot of things, like there's a lot of different scenarios mm-hmm. in my life where I, I look back and I'm like, that's actually not healthy. What I did there. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a part of me that's, um, and I know I'm really talking around about this, but it's because this isn't super clear in my brain yet. This is the reason yeah. why I'm doing this. Um, there's a, there's a lot of me where I'm trying to, kind of figure out, am I just doing a pattern thing again? Or is this, you know, kind of real for me? Um, so, uh, I, well, again, you said we're going to get real. We have talked about coming off the road. Yeah. Um, very recently we have 
started talking more about, is it time to come off the road? Yeah. Um, and, and in that conversation, there's not a whole lot of room for us to keep this truck. Um, because it's not like you just park it somewhere and. Uh, you can't rent an apartment and park it in a right. parking lot. I mean, you can't. We've been kicked out of apartment complexes. Right. So. Right. Um, just for visiting our daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we we do still have the R pod, and and so we've talked about if we did come off the road, maybe that's a better scenario to to just kind of keep that for weekend camping trips and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And because let's be honest too, we. We've got a lot of money tied up in this truck that yeah. could be useful right now. <laughs> um, well, so, but we have a tendency to make a lot of decisions based on money. So we've been yeah. spending the last few days trying to separate ourselves from that being the only reason. Yeah. What are the other reasons? So that we don't, you know, if it's money, then we need to solve the money problem. But if it's a more than that, then we have to talk about that. So I, I am trying... <laughs> To not do normal Casey things because I don't know that that's been super healthy in the past. But I'm not really sure how to be different than I've been for, you know, almost 48 years of being alive now, you know. Um, And so, uh, you know, I, I look around and I can I can look and see the things that we did. And be like, that's that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I can do that. But it takes work for me to do that because what I actually see and what I what I instantaneously instantaneously focus on is everything that still has to be done. And honestly, it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It's overwhelming to me. To, and I could put a list together of the things that still need to be done on this truck and it's actually probably pretty manageable, mm-hmm. but it's almost like it's paralyzing for me. Yeah. And well, I think, I think it, I think you got really burned out with it too on top of that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because again, yeah. in the middle of negative zero temps You're with snow 10, flying hour days working on this 12 hour days solid. Yeah. I mean, I was, Yeah. Literally, I mean, you don't even say sun up to sundown because Spokane days in the winter are not that long. No, oh, no. It's uh, but yeah, seriously, like, I mean, you know, sometimes even longer. I mean, it's like getting yeah. up and you know starting work on the truck by, you know, Seven, eight, eight or yeah. eight or nine yeah. o'clock. You know, because I would be exhausted and sleep in a little bit. Um, but I would be out there till you know eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, yeah, and so. Um, it was just like, it was, and I was doing that day after day, after day, after day, after day, like no breaks because we had to get it finished. Deadlines were coming, you know? And, um, and so there's a part of that where it's like, it robbed the joy, the joy of it for me. Um, and I still get to get back and, you know, and, and people will, you know, we have friends that come and they'll, they'll, you know, take a look at the truck and they'll see the inside and they're like, oh my God, there's so many Look at this. This is so, oh, I didn't even imagine this. It's so much bigger than I expected. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, and I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm almost just like numb to all of yeah. it, you know? Um, so how do I feel about it? I mean, right now it's like, it. Uh, I mean, it's home. 
Well, I mean, but we it's... talked about almost being a thruple with the gladiator. Right. <laughs> and not almost. We, we was. Were, um, we was a thruple. <laughs> so, um, um, to, that, I guess that's the curiosity for me when I think about, I look around and I go, every inch of this truck has your fingerprints on it. Every single inch of it. Yeah. And uh, even like I was sitting out there with Asher today and I could see under the, uh, the gas tank sit underneath the cab and I can see where you traveled the, the fuel line into the gas tank for yeah. our heating system. And that was you, that's your fingerprint on this um, right. truck. And it's just, um, yet I also know that sometimes when we work on something in a way that has so much angst and so much striving and even pain involved in it, because it was freaking cold for you in here. Yeah. Um, that sometimes it's all that work isn't always worth what the outcome is. Right. And so I was curious how you felt about it because I look around at it and I go, this is really great. It's innovative. I haven't seen another um, crew buggy done the way that we did this. Um, right. Many of them don't even have bathrooms in them. And... Um, and there's a lot of thought into it. There's also things that we are not happy with in terms of we expected something to work a certain way and it doesn't actually work out yeah. that way. So, well, I, I just think about like, we're sitting here at our dining area right now at our, mm-hmm. and it's our, you know, our, our dining table, it's our couch, it's our, um, Bed. our office <laughs> and then every night it has to become our bed. It's a and, work. And it is a process to to get the bed put together every night, you know. Um, and it's like, it's but things yet, like the that. the thing we complained about in the R-Pod is that we had no table space. Yeah. And so what we wanted to create in here was as much table space as we Which could we've have. Which we've done. And we did create that. But I think, but it's things like, it's things like that, like that in my mind were a really great idea and that like, this is going to be awesome. And then when I am getting up at 6 a.m. every morning to make my coffee and oatmeal so that I can clock in by seven o'clock, you know, um, you know, to go to work and you have to get up and we have to you know, completely unmake the bed and then we have to pull the table out from underneath the bed and put it on its, you know, stand and all that kind of stuff so that I can be clocked in and and ready to to work now. You know, that's not what I had in mind when we designed this. No. I, I and it's like it's like it's one thing if you're traveling around the country oh yeah and it's a it's an rv it's a recreational vehicle right but when it is it's home home. every day and this is also my office and this is also you know all that i'm like this isn't as much fun as i had kind of imagined it would be yeah well and some of those things could easily be solved with more money creating a hydraulic system you know doing some things sure yeah Doing yeah. some things that uh, get a little bit more automated and less physical. Yeah. Um, so it's not that it can't be done the way that you envisioned, but the, I mean, the countertops that I chose were butcher block 
and I wanted the table and the counters to match. And so this is a freaking heavy table. Yeah. We could have chose something different. Like those are things that were like, yeah. why didn't we think of that? Um, but but I, it's cool. It is cool. Like, but, you know, like we said, we have people come take a look at it and they, they come inside and they're like, my God, this is cool. You know? And well, we're like. And the party lights. I mean, they sell it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And actually, the fridge. Actually, it's the that fridge. That fridge yeah. sells it. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things that sell it. Yeah. You know, that are just like, it's just fucking cool. Um, but there's a there's a lot of the other things, too, like the day in and the day out and the day in and day out. Like, like if this was our RV and we took trips in it, that would be one thing, I think. Um, oh, yeah. I, I think it because <clears throat> I still envision this thing sitting at the beach somewhere yeah because the windows are just like it would be amazing the things that we didn't have in the r-pod are definitely in here yeah um what we can carry with us the storage capacity right um i mean just the fridge alone we solved so many problems that we were having living on the road in the r-pod and now that we solved all those problems we're not sure we want to stay on the road right and um, so let's let's talk about that. What are some of the reasons that make us want to come off the road? Because it's not just you money. talk about it. I, just it's, got I mean, talking. money you, is a you big start. one. Um, money, unfortunately, fortunately, I guess, solves a lot of problems. Um, we were spending a lot of money on the road. You know, if we had to stay at campsites, yeah. um, campsites make things a lot easier, but they're not private. So you you trade, right? Um, and you could, you could continue to go, you can continue to have your, you know, electricity or, you know, all those things. We still don't have the solar hooked up so, or purchased and hooked up. So that's a whole thing. But, um, but when I think about, you know, both of us working in this space, it actually doesn't work for both of us. It's impossible. We have to take turns. Yeah. And right so, now, it's you taking the turn. Mm-hmm. Well, no. I'm doing everything in the evenings. Uh, yeah, it's it's you aco- doing all the accommodating is what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. Because my job, I kind of have some requirements on when I have to be there and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, you're just running your own business. You can set your time whenever you want to kind of thing. You know, and I'm, and, I mean, of course, I've never had that attitude. It's just... No, that's the thing that flexes, the, yeah. Yeah, it's the nature of the beast. And then it did help though with the weather changing because we didn't feel that quite so much when we were traveling right. last spring and summer. But it was because I could either go outside or you were outside when I had calls with clients. Right. So it was it wasn't like we didn't quite feel what we're feeling right now because you weren't working a job that required you to be on the phone and God, you're so loud when you're on the phone. So <laughs> it's, it's really I'm hard. Just loud, period. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So we, we came across that tension that if we continue to live on the road, we have a problem to resolve here and we're not entirely sure we can resolve it full time. We could resolve it maybe seasonally. Right. Um, then I think the, the other thing was, um, we find, we found ourselves this last year staying within, uh, the P and W primarily because we were coming back to Spokane to see the kids. 
and the uh, boy. Mm-hmm, and we'd get away for a few weeks, and you know, obviously, we just missed everybody. So, um, without a clear plan of hey, we want to go. This is the route we want to take, and it's going to take us this long to get there. We were still figuring everything out about how does this even work. Yeah. Um, where can we stay? Do we do we keep doing this or do we build something? Like we just had a lot of things that we were still trying to flesh out. Right. I remember running into somebody on the road. I think it was at that goat farm. Um, and they said, uh, or somewhere along the way. Anyway, he said, um, "Yeah, I, oh, was, I think it was Overland Expo actually." Because he was traveling singly and he was sleeping in the cab of his um, truck. And he said, um, my wife and I decided to go on the road. We rented our house out and we went on the road. Three months in, she decided she'd had enough. And I was like, this was July. So we were not quite three months in. And I'm like, well. We could do this forever. Except I was like, what was it that sent her over the edge and said no more? (laughs) Um, I felt like we were just getting started, so it didn't feel like three months was a good assessment yeah. to say hey, this does or doesn't work. But um, we were at the Overland Expo, and I think we learned a lot there, so we got really excited about what was possible for us. Um, I don't know why I'm yawning all of a sudden. Oh, my gosh. I know. I'm, I'm bored even, with myself. I'm not even talking right now. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> bored with myself. That's a problem. Um <laughs> Anyway, I I think we, um, we're now at a crossroad where we go, we know what it is to be gone and what happens when we're gone. Could we change some of those things that are happening while we're gone, like where we go and how we live in, you know, in that time? Yeah. But if we're really, really honest, do we want to be gone from our family? Yeah. And I think that's the that's the one question that keeps us from just saying we could do this forever. Um, I think one of the things that we discovered, and it's kind of weird to say it this way, um, but we really did discover it is how close we are as a family. Yeah. Um, And I say discover because we've always, we've always loved our girls. We've always loved our time together. We've always, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But I think there was always this thing of like, yeah, they were we'll at just, an age where they're going to choose their own gonna life. They're going to do their own life. They're going like to do their did. own thing. And we're going to let them do that. We're going to go adventure and have our fun. And then we'll just kind of check it back in on them once in a while, come back for visits, you know? Um, and that was going to be the thing. And I, and I, I think it just really dawned on us. Um, and of course, Asher is a major component of it, you know. Yeah. But it isn't just Asher. I mean, like we, right. we really, um, <laughs> we really love our girls. <laughs> and I'm like, that's it's not a revelation. We know that. <laughs> but I'm talking about the 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 level that we enjoy them. I mm-hmm. think is is a thing. The level that we like to be around them. Um, Don't you think though? I'm kind of thinking this out loud. Yeah. Um, you and I, you were 19 when we got married. I had barely turned 21. Yeah. We had Kaylee when I t- right after I turned 23. That's right. And Sid, three and a half years later, we just did we just family right out the gate. You know, that was yeah. just, 
It's what we wanted. It's um, how we did life. And do you, don't you think that there was a bit of this uh, selling the house, removing that uh, central meeting place, that was a bit of us saying, who are we all on our own? Um, and a bit of autonomy to our right. life. Not that we ever felt like we always took our kids. I mean, there was never a, oh, we would be doing this if it wasn't for having kids. You know, that was never our mind frame. Yeah. But I think once they became adults, there was a part of it where we're like, oh, we can just do what we want to. And yeah. I think what we discovered was we didn't really want to. Like, it's not that we all want to live in the same house together. We'd kill each other. But Right. Um, we absolutely would. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the doing life, the traditions of, um, like, Kaylee moved into her own apartment and her own apartment. She's had her own apartment before. She moved from a, one living situation to now having an apartment. To a new apartment. That's what new she moved to a new Yeah, she moved to a new apartment. And it's been a little while since she's it's seen a, her stuff. It's, got it's been probably in one of the better layouts she's yeah. had. And, yeah. and she's like, I want to have family Sunday dinners just like we used to at your house. And, yeah. and I realized I'm starting to learn what was valuable to them. Right. And honestly, I think you and I are learning what made life meaningful and it and it has to do with them. Yeah. It also has to do with, and I didn't expect this. Excuse me, that was a terrible moment. <laughs> Nothing gets edited. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, it's the tonic. It's got tonic bubbles. It has bubbles. <laughs> um, anyway, um, we uh, last Thursday we went to dinner at Arnold and Shelley's house. Yeah. Um, I trained with Arnold and Shelley for years. Um, uh, Arnold was my uh, carrot that was dangled in front of me every time we rode bikes. Like I was chasing that carrot, and right. if I could see him, I was doing okay. Right. You know? right. Um, but uh, and neither one of us could swim, and yet we were trying to figure out how to swim so we could do a <laughs> you know Ironman. So I have just all this deep history with them um and they were uh, to a fault my cheerleaders in life and a, a fault a good fault but um it'd been a while since we'd just sat and yeah had drinks or a meal with them and um and it was i got done with that evening and i just went i need more of this yeah and it wasn't just our family it's Realizing that the nomad life really, in maybe 2020, I became pretty reclusive after that. Right. Um, <laughs> but I just, I need, I need people. Yeah. I need, I need the relationships back in my life and not just a couple. I need a fullness of it. And that might be the autonomy that I was really thinking we were looking for rather than a whole exodus. Yeah. But just having those spaces in our life where, you know, they know who my girls are. My girls know who they are, but, but it's our relationship. It's our relationship. It's not right? the family relationship. Right. right. And, um, and I, we'd probably say the same thing about their kids too. Um, but, um, it just, it just really hit me sitting on couches 
to have a conversation was like I almost oh. didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> I was like, our all of our knees should be touching right now. Yeah. Why aren't our knees touching? <laughs> I'm like, which bathroom can we use? <laughs> we have choices. choices? <laughs> um, and I'm not saying our. I mean, we have that feeling when we go to our girls' right. houses too. But but there was just something that that hit me that the relationships that I had valued for so many years living here in Spokane, um, I don't want to say I tried not to make them valuable, but when you go and have an adventure, you sort of detach and leave something behind. And this sure. reminded me that I don't actually want to leave these things behind. Yeah. And it was a good reminder. Um, and um, I think that was another, you know, factor in saying, we actually have our really, we had a really full life here in Spokane. Yeah. We have this pub that we, brewery, that we love. It's like, yeah, it's just the the neighborhood, it's not our neighborhood anymore, but it's the neighborhood <laughs> um, yeah. place. And usually we see people we know whenever we go there. The, the people that work there know what drinks we want before right. we, you know, okay. have to say it. And it's some of those things of familiarity that you don't have in nomadic life. You're adventuring and seeing something new all the time. And, and I think I'm going to speak, speak for both of us, but you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. I think what we've learned in this last year is that familiarity actually really matters to who you and I are. Um, Adventure is a big part of that. But when I look at, like, what do I value in life? Adventure isn't actually at the top of the list. Yeah. Um, some of yeah. the things that yeah. are at the top of the list for me look that. more like loyalty or um, intimacy. You know, things that that connect me yeah. to other people. And nomadic life, um, you find that periodically throughout your travels. But the reality is, is that you may or may not cross that path again. And, um, and I think, um, I think I really missed that piece as part of my identity was my relationships here in Spokane. Um, I think I had some demons I was fleeing from here in Spokane as well. So there was fire behind it to say, Hey, let's get out of here and do what we want. Yeah. Well, I think there's, um, I think there's this element too where it's like you don't know what you know until you know it. <laughs> you know? And I, yeah. And I um and as as simple as that is, it has it has been very profound to us mm-hmm. that we have like we've had some very profound realizations about ourselves in this in this time, you know. Um I say, and I talk about in this time, it's not over yet. No. <laughs> We're talking. We've, we've just recently started talking about this. Yeah. You know, and the conversation is moving almost quicker than I expected it to. <laughs> so, I mean, I imagine that, you know, where we're headed. But at the same time, you know, it it's like this. Like we're always growing up. <laughs> always like we don't like we don't ever get to this place where it's like well we know all the things we 
we ever are going to know. And now yeah. we're done knowing. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's like we're we're discovering things constantly. We're discovering things about ourselves. We're discovering things about the the world that we live in. We're discovering things about our family dynamic. We're, we're and and it's and a whole lot of it has come because we've tested a lot of it mm-hmm. in this last year. We have tested a ton of shit in this last year. Yeah. Okay, so something is coming to mind for me right now, and it, actually, it's kind of two things. One is that. I keep thinking of Peter Pan, like this stay young, stay a child, all of that. And yet constantly being forced to, now it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up, you know? Yeah. And I feel like our life has been one of those, hey, it's it's not squirrel, like, hey, squirrel, let's go that direction. But it's, he would really learn something new about myself and I really want this in my life and I'm I'm going to find that thing. And yeah. You had a conversation today with someone that, you know, what about following your dreams? Like, you got to work hard and yeah, follow and those they, dreams. Yeah. And and it's like, yeah, but if I had a client who was in my position, I'd be starting to question whether or not they actually liked the dream they were following. Is this the part of the dream that you actually want? Or is there some micro part of this that you actually should be following instead of the macro that you're doing, which is the nomad life, right? Yeah. Or something that just jumped into my brain that, you know, <laughs> is it that I'm following a, a dream or am I running away from something? Mm-hmm. And I think there's, I don't know the answer to that, but yeah. there are things that I can look at in my life and I can be like, yeah, I'm, I could certainly, you could make a case that I am running from things that I don't want. Um, yeah, I I think. You're going to discount that? Well, I'm not going to discount it. I just don't think it's that linear. Um, it literally I, just came to mind, so it's yeah. okay if it doesn't work. No, 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 no. I'm saying it could it could be part of it. I just don't think it's all that. And um, Maybe I, it's just a part of it. Uh, it Give me a win. I, that's what I said. I think it's a part of it. Yeah. But ultimately... You and I have said this a lot in the last few days. We craved travel. We needed to get out of Spokane and we needed to see the world. And yeah. what did we do? We saw the P and W, which was which great. Is great, but I we mean, could we do loved that the living in our house. Yeah, like, we we could have taken vacations and done that. Yeah, I mean, we did go to the British Virgin Isles, which is like that was an amazing um, experience yeah. of sailing, something we'd never done before. But what we didn't do is travel the globe. Like we didn't we didn't take our truck and see all 50 states. We didn't go into uh, Canada. Some states I don't want to see. We didn't go into Canada. We didn't go into Mexico. We didn't put our truck on a ship and ship it over to Europe and drive around Europe right. and living in it. Like th- those were some of the things that we had kind of like fantasized about right, doing. Right. And instead we were in the PNW which is things that you that Everyone we know does. So, so I guess, and my, they don't live on the road. I guess, I guess my point in this is, maybe the dream sat within the model in which we did the dream. So the dream was to see the world. Yeah, and we use the model of nomad life. Yeah, 
but maybe there's a different model for us to still have that dream and we need to adjust so we can actually get to that which is to there are specific places in this world that you and I want to go and we want to see and can we do them in a 5 to 10 day stint versus um all, all the work that it takes to do this um that's the question that's on the table yeah. and i think that there's something very feasible in saying yeah every year or twice a year we're going to have these epic trick trips to places that we've never been before that are on this list yeah. and we're going to go ahead and experience the world and have these memories but we're going to remove all of the hard work that it takes to actually do that and just say book the flight book the hotel go do the thing save the money go do the thing yeah um so i think that that was something we had to learn the hard way because i don't think we knew how to separate the two yeah. To get to that. Um, so when we look at coming off the road, we go, yeah, we could utilize our uh, resources and our vacation time to be more strategic in how we see the world, how we follow that dream, right? <laughs> and maybe we would actually do it. Do it, <laughs> right? Because Which we when didn't we, really do in this last because year. Because we were working when we decided to go on a sailing trip in the BVI, right? right? It was amazing. And I want more of that. Right. And I came home. I was ready to come home by the time the excursion was done. And um, we were getting ready to start our whole nomad life, but it was almost like the rest of it, the nomad life had to compare to this little moment we had. Yeah. I I kind of just like the moment. I don't mind working hard. Can I... I, I don't know. I, I And the other thing I think we wanted was control of our time. We wanted to make the decision for our day. Yep. And what I learned in that was that as much as I want to to own my own business and make the decisions on how that business looks, the business doesn't actually shut down very well when I need it to shut down. So I don't play. Because the business is in your brain. It's in my head. Um, <laughs> and, and that's... You know, something my coach is always talking to me about, but I, I think that there is a reality that I have to face that if I can do my business outside of making money, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a weird concept, but I just, I just clock in and I clock out somewhere and then my business is an overflow of what I want to do. What yeah. could be created in that rather right. than a feeling like I'm forcing it or as my coach says, it's like you're pointing a shotgun at your business and saying, dance, bitch, dance. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't told me I that. Haven't. <laughs> she told me that on a call one time. She's like, stop everything. This is what you're doing. <laughs> Boom. Dance, bitch, dance. <laughs> and, um, and I'm like. God, you're the so imagery right. of that, <laughs> right? You should have seen her because she actually got out of her seat and she stood up <laughs> and she like animated this for me. Um, yeah, it was um, it was a realization that I was that's great demanding that my business did yeah. something for me that then took a shift from just an overflow of who I was and how I wanted to coach, yeah. how I wanted to create. So. I've actually wondered if I will be a better coach and a better creator if I can if I can put uh, building the business aside and let it become right. what it is so that it doesn't I don't bring the stress into my business along with it. 
if I clock in, I clock out, then whatever I do in my out clock out time, that's pure joy. That's pure, right. you know, whatever. Right. Here's the other thing. Number two. Okay. We have recently, are, I will say, I will speak for myself. Um, through this last year, sometime this last fall or summer, um, I came to learn that um, I sit in the neurodivergent um, sector of the population. Um, it's, a, it's HSP, highly sensitive people. And it's a way that we see the world, the way we interact with the world, um, that is unique. And I just thought I was odd. I thought I didn't fit. I actually did a podcast with um, with someone else about it where we talk about it on Connected. So if you want to hear more about it, it's over there. Yeah. But the, the point I'm making is that I, I was actually just talking to another friend of mine who's neurodivergent as well, that that what I didn't anticipate was that I had already been creating in my life prior to this nomadic life ways to support that uh, HSP and that I learned how to regulate myself. I learned how to pull in and out socially. I had learned how to replenish my system and I hadn't even known I was doing that. So then you come to a situation like nomad life. There isn't a lot of space for an HSP to successfully thrive in nomad life. I'm not saying it can't happen, it's just everything is on top of you all the time, all the time. And there is no and one of the things that I need is to self-regulate. I need to pull away and um, like alone time. And that's been really like almost offensive to you, like insulting or like, what did you do wrong? Yeah, I have not understood you. Right. Yeah. But it's something that I did in in micro ways all the time, like. Driving from work to driving home was a space, I call it third space, where you decompress from one thing, you make that transition into the next thing, right. but you sort of self-regulate in that time to be able to come into the right. next thing or just moving to another room or moving to the porch. And all of those things are things that, that someone who's HSP needs in order to regulate their life. I was already making that happen in my life without knowing why yeah. or what it was about. I can't do that in here. You, there, Not in the winter anyway. No, and especially when the weather is nuts outside. Mm-hmm. You know, we can be nice and toasty warm in here and everybody's wondering, you know, are you too cold? And we're like, no, we're toasty warm in here. That's not the problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I don't know how to find um Finding third space is nearly impossible, particularly yeah. in the winter. In the summer, I found it. I'd go take a walk on the beach. I would go outside. I would just right. breathe. I would take it in, and I would be okay. It, it, it has more to do with sensory overload, um, right. so too much sensory, and, and that my system doesn't can't process. Right. So um, I can't do that very well in this space in the winter. Could I keep doing it in the summer? Yes, but it's a lot of work. And so one of the thoughts um, is that could I better support my neurodivergency in a non-nomadic life? Um, 
at first it feels like I'm a handicap somehow in that. But on the other hand, I thought, but I'd still get to create my own life. I still get to create what supports me to be the best human that I want to be. And coming off the road seems like a way that I can do that. And then go, and I would actually have the capacity for my family. I would have the capacity for our relationship. I would have the capacity to travel and adventure. But it would be in more of these micro bursts rather than a, you know, this, this space being a bit of a, claustrophobic sort of feeling or overwhelm i've never been so stressed for so long and yet our circumstances are not as stressful as other times my coach asked me you've been through brain surgery twice why is this harder than that yeah and it was because i created the space i needed to heal i removed all of the people, the sensory, the I closed the curtains. I created right. the right. space I needed for that to get through that, right? This feels a bit out of control. Like I can't control all the things that are coming right. in. So um, I think that's another reason that the thought of clocking out and then deciding, owning my out time to to regulate to cook, to sit on a porch, to um, take a bath, <laughs> to do nothing, to sit and stare, whatever it yeah. is that needs to happen. These are things that I, these are the little things that I actually miss about our life prior nomad life. Yeah. Um, Have you heard all that from me before? No. Um. I've heard, you know, pieces of it. Pieces, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that's why, I mean, that's why we do this, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just open it up to everybody else, too. You get you get a, a little bit in You're sucked here. in. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think that, you know, there was, this, there was this part of us that was like we had this, um, and I'm going to say, I'm going to use the word fantasy, but not in a not in a negative connotation but we had this this fantasy where the world looked brighter if we mm. could just be free of all the entanglements yeah. you know of um, somebody else telling us where to be and when yeah that we could just be in control <laughs> we could we could be in charge of our own destiny where we were going to be what mm. we were going to do how we can, you know, all the things, right? Um, and I think, and I, I, I pulled out my phone here because I was, I was texting with with my buddy Nate, and and I was, you know, and we were just talking. We we have this thing because he's he's got things going on in his life too, and and we're like, so we're always talking about like you know life, Jesus, you know, and and, and so you I know, think it's Nate's like this, tired of our life. We yeah. stress him out. We <laughs> yeah. stress everyone out. <laughs> right. Fuck. Yeah. He's, you know, everybody's got hard stuff though. And so yeah, that was yeah, one yeah. of the things That's like true. I was saying, yeah, you know, we've, you know, been some shit again, you know, and, and cause we've had a couple, you know, some things that are happening that are just kind of like bringing it all front and center to us. And, you know, and he was like, yeah, you know, fuck life, you know? And it's like, yeah. Cause it just is just tired of it being hard. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and so my response back to him was like, it was, yeah, I, I'm kind of over trying to dominate it. You know that thing mm-hmm. of like we're gonna we're gonna take life by the horns, we're gonna yeah. dominate it, 
We're going to make it our bitch. We're going to like. Dance it, bitch. Dance. <laughs> right. right? <sighs> yeah, we're going to be in charge. Yeah. We're going to take control. Right. Yeah. And I said, I'm kind of over trying to dominate it. Time to go with the flow, which is what I should have been doing all along. And it's like, this is no brainer kind of stuff. For a lot of people listening to us, they'll be like, duh. You know, <laughs> it's like, and it's yeah. no, because yeah. there's an element no, of it where I, it's I like, agree. where it's like, just rather than trying to, to grab life and to compress it down and put it in our mold and say, this is what you're going to do what we tell you to do. Right. Like and mm. all this is over exaggeration, of course. Yeah. Um, rather than an analogy that I've used a lot with other people, you're in the river. You're not going to change the banks of the river. If you try to swim upstream or against the current, you're just going to exhaust yourself, and the river's going to take you where it's going to ri- take you anyway. Why not just take, just lift up your feet and let it take you? Why not? You know, and just see what happens, and just kind of see where. Mm-hmm. Okay, so th- these are concepts that it's like when you when you talk about them, it's kind of like, well, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. but it's. It's not what we were actively trying to do. We were trying to do something. We were trying to bend the river to our will. And it was fucking exhausting. Yeah. And it didn't work. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. Let's not say it didn't work. Because. Okay. okay. Just because we're deciding. You have something else to say about that. Yeah. Because what we're deciding to do to come off the road and to live in a landing space is still part of that journey and is still part of chasing the dream. Yes. No, I I agree. If, if it is all a big failure, then nobody should dream. That's not the point of what I'm saying though. It's not the point of what I'm saying. What I'm, what I'm saying is the thing about how we were going to make life. Yeah respond to us we weren't gonna we weren't gonna be at the we weren't gonna be at the mercy of life anymore we were gonna set our own course we were gonna determine our own action and i and i think there's a there's a like just for me i'll speak for myself Mm -hmm. only here there was a good amount of there you go yawning again boring shit that i'm saying it's just what i do (laughs) It's, I think it's it's actually yawning is a sign of your system regulating that you're oh, coming into okay, peace. Okay. So there you go. Okay. <sighs> there, I yawn myself. I'm coming into peace. <laughs> um, for me, there was a lot of there was a lot of arrogance in it. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of uh, machismo. You, know? <laughs> you keep using these words yeah. I've never heard you use. Oh, I well, I've used this word before. Well, a lot of male bravado, you know, that <laughs> was, that was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to dominate. I'm going to, we're going to, we're not going to be the victim. We're not going to be It was more like, the... my wife is going to rock this world <laughs> right. and I'm just going to follow her around and I'm be I'm her gonna, bitch. Well, I'm going to be her bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of that. But still, there was a lot of, you know, and it, it's, and there was a, you know, quite honestly, there was there was probably just a lot of naivety in there as well mm-hmm. as to what this is all about. And I and I think this is, you know, the, the education that has come along the oh way um, is that. First of all, and I've, I've said this before on the podcast, but like what really matters to me, 
Like when it right. really, right? When it really comes down to it, if I have to let go of something, what am I, what am I willing to let go of, and what am I not? You know, and you know, I can you think of you know my friend and the greatest barber in the world, Jefferson. Um, <laughs> it's just a little plug there, um, Jefferson. I mean, um, barber slash therapist. <laughs> slash therapist slash spiritual advisor. Um, yeah, bamboo barber. There, now it's complete. Now we have, you should go get a haircut Ooh. from him. Yeah, um, that's, a, that's a plug. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to ask him for any ad money on it. <laughs> He's like, I'm not advertising on that podcast. <laughs> right. Um, but there's, uh, you know, one of the things he would say is that, you know, like, like you shouldn't hold on to anything so i do what i i do get to like he is right oh yeah that's the thing like like i told you yeah. that i like i you know you and i were talking and i was saying this is like my two fists clenched tightly this is me with my dream right now and i don't want to let go of my dream and it is tearing me up on the inside so you kind of had a had an epiphany moment with that this week yeah yeah um that kind of wrecked you a little bit it wrecked me wholly um because what you know one of the things that you said was this did we not talk about this no. in the last podcast no. okay so yeah there was this moment where i was like i was you know i've got this this job that's new to me i mean i'm, I'm not i'm less than two months into it um it it's great it's i mean it's a tough job um there's a but there's a tremendous amount of opportunity with it if i can just stick with it and figure it out, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, there's always this thing with me where it's just like, I'm just like grinding against, you know, answering to the man again, you know, <laughs> and having to clock in and clock out. And, Cause and you haven't had to do that since 2020. Having somebody hold me <laughs> accountable and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, fuck all this. I want to be in charge of my own life, you know? And, um, and, and just really fighting it and telling you too many times, I hate this, you know, and all of that. And and at one point in time, you just told me, like you just, like we were texting because you weren't here. Um, we were just texting and you just texted me back and you were like, you're grieving the loss of your dream. Mm -hmm. And I fucking lost it. I was sitting right here at this table. I'm supposed to be working and I'm sitting here like sobbing, like deep, deep racking sobs because you were so absolutely right. So don't hire me as a life coach. Is that what you're saying? I'm going to wreck you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If you're, if you're all about feeling good, don't hire you as a life coach. <laughs> um, but it was that thing of just, uh, of really coming to grips with that it really it really is time to let go of this isn't it this dream now and I, and I didn't mean you know it started to it start it's all started to like unravel pretty quickly as mm -hmm. far as what that means but yeah. it was just this thing of like the the idea the as an encapsulating whole mm -hmm. it's time to let go of it it's well, time to unclench my fists and then um, you could see yourself in the processes of grief, like the steps of grief. Yeah. You could see yourself in there and realize that the the dream actually takes on a persona all on all of its own. Yeah, yeah. And w you live into it. And I yeah. think you and I are have been since the day we were married, before we were married, 
we've always been very missional. There is something. Yeah, there's something about us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is, we we well, have. It was wrapped up in religion, but yeah. Well, it, it's still a, a something that is about who we are, and I don't think it's a negative thing. It's right. that in the religious circle, it made a lot of sense, right? right? So we kept pressing into that, and but outside the religious circle, it looks a little different. It's not supported as in the same way, right? And um, but I think what that moment did for both of us was to say, what was the dream actually? Right. And that was where we came to that travel was the dream. Right. Experiencing the world new, seeing new things, experiencing people we've never experienced before was the dream. And nomad life was the the vessel in which we chose to make that dream happen. It's not the only vessel. And so if we're going to be really honest about who we are and take care of our mental and emotional health, our relational health along the way, how can we do the dream and support the other things at the same time? Because we sort of crushed the other things in the process of this. Right. Um, now, it, it can feel, and I have these moments often, it can feel like failure it can feel like I'm too weak for this. It can feel like I'm not enough for this. But I think what it actually is, if I strip away all of that negative conversation, what it actually is, is that it took us a year to find the truth. Yeah. And in finding the truth, can we now move in flow with the river versus keep trying to move against the current now i would love to be able to work for myself forever if working for myself actually offered me the freedom that i was looking for and i think that was the other part of the dream was freedom i own my day i make the decisions for my day yeah so um, i think that was a big part of it for me too yeah yeah. and i think that that might just need an opportunity to rebuild um, to stabilize, make sure we're okay, um, and and then see what's ahead. Um, yeah, you know, just to, to continue with the river and the life analogy, you know, I, I think there's a part of it too, though, where it's like we have lived a decent amount of our lives, and I think a lot of this actually has a lot of religious connotation to mm-hmm. it too, where – Life was the enemy. Like, like mm-hmm. this life was against us. This life yeah. was hard. This life was brought trouble and trial and, and pain and all that kind of stuff. And so it was always about overcoming this life. And it was in from a, you know, and again, lots yeah. of religion in here. It was about surviving this life to make it to the the real life that there's a life yeah. beyond this life and so right. we survive this life to get to the, the next grass life is always yeah and so it's side. like this like we're in contention all the time right mm-hmm. um that we're at odds with life because life is not for Our us fucking programming it followed us yeah, yeah. into the nomad yeah life. this this life is not for us it's against us how many and, times did we say that in this last year yeah like 
I'm so fucking tired of hard. Like, why does hard chase us? Yeah. And then, and in reality, it's like, it's, it just is. Yeah. It, it, there's no personification. It, it doesn't think, it doesn't act, it doesn't, it, it just is. Yeah. It's not for, it's not an against, it just is. I just had a light bulb go off. So <laughs> Jefferson would be really proud of me right now. Yeah. And so in that, the programming part of that is that in the past we have chosen um, an outside force to release that feeling of hard to and to say okay now you're responsible for that i don't have to carry it anymore so we offload it into deity right yeah and rather than choose to actually enter in it and go through it we offload it and i think that our programming followed us into this nomad life where we kept looking for how do we offload this feeling rather than saying how do we live no matter what the circumstances right. are. Right. And as much as we thought we had moved through, you know, deconstruction, whatever it was from, you know, past programming, we keep encountering it and having to keep facing right. it and say, right. um, what is it that's that's creating this um, angst for us? Right. Um, I'm more interested moving forward. I'm more interested in living a life that is, I don't want to say stress-free because that is sort of a, <laughs> like chasing wind. It's but not going to happen. Catching either. wind. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but something that feels like I am in flow with life rather than fighting it all the time yeah. and pointing the shotgun at it and saying dance. Dance, bitch, dance. Yeah, I think that's going to be a title. Um, but um, that is the title. <laughs> I am, I am saying it right now. <laughs> I have to say though, your title last week, yeah, it it was yeah. pretty epic. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. Hey, listen, we should wrap this up. Okay. Um, we can, you know, keep going on our own if we yeah. want to, but uh, I think we should wrap this up for a lot of reasons. Um, uh, not going to get to a road story because we went long anyway. Um, my road story is kind of weak anyway. I might save it for next time. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, this has been good. I, you know, we we have different. Uh, we definitely have different feels in our episodes from one episode to the next. That's why we hey, don't. It's just life. Yeah, we're not ever going to really fit into a genre. You know, I don't think. You know, like uh, yeah, yeah. Pandora likes us right now. <laughs> Actually, though, I went and looked on the Pandora analytics, and we have 11 thumbs down in the last 30 days. Do we really? So even though we're getting a lot of listens there. It's because you yawn too much. That's oh, why. Fuck you. <laughs> um, no, you know, it, you can't win. And then we've they got- They yawn at their own podcast. <laughs> we've, got, we've got one guy, and if you're fucking listening, fuck you. There was one guy who, um, who posted a, a review on yeah. us on Apple- and he says, uh-uh, like U-H-U-H. And then his other note was, nope. And he gave us one star. And I'm like, just fucking move on. Yeah, fuck why, you. Why do you yeah. wait? Like, this is our real life. And so you're going to say nope to our real life? Well, fuck you. Go away. So 
So Dark yeah. Horse 777. Fuck you, Dark Horse 777. <laughs> yeah. We don't need your shit. Let me guess where you're from. <laughs> what community you're a part of. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. And on that note. <laughs> don't give us a bad review. We'll don't give us a bad review. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll call your shit out. I'll call your shit out all over the place. That's right. If you're not Dark Horse 777 or whatever the fuck you are. Um, we love you. Please feel free to give us a positive <laughs> review. On or suffer our wrath. <laughs> That's yeah, right. there you That's go. Right. All right. We love you, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs>